Open your Bibles up this morning to the book of Numbers, chapter 26. I am so excited to teach this. I absolutely am, am I'm, I'm bubbling with what God has put in my spirit. Numbers chapter 14. We are writing in this morning, and, and my son Luke uh, was writing in with me. And he asked me, he said, Dad, how do you come up with these messages? And I said, you know, it, it, it's, it's different from everybody, I'm sure, but God just speaks to me about something, and then he begins to show me how he wants me to teach it. And, and I really believe this. You know, I've got 30 years' worth of sermons in drawers and cabinets, but every Sunday you only have one message. Very seldom do I go back to the archives and pull out a sermon because a sermon is something written, written down. But a message is the word of God alive for a certain people at a certain moment. Amen? And, and I told Luke, I said, this is how it happened. On January 1st or January 2nd, I was going to the store, driving out of my neighborhood, whatever. And I noticed that there was like 15 people jogging. Some of them hadn't jogged for a long time. And everybody knows why they were jogging, because they made a New Year's resolution that they're going to get in shape. And, you know, that's good. That's great. I've done the same thing. And so I'm either going to diet or, or, or I'm going to jog. And so I've come up with a thing. I'm going to jog in between restaurants. And as I was watching them deciding to get physically fit, and that's a good thing. But as I looked at them, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me this scripture. And he said, bodily exercise profiteth little. Now, it does profit. But what he's talking about is, is here these people are, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. They're deciding to get their body in shape by exercise. But compared to getting your spirit in shape, compared to getting your faith in shape, it really doesn't profit near as much. We need to be in shape. Somebody say amen. Amen. We need to live a long life. But what we need to do, not only is get our body in shape, but we need to get our faith in shape. And that's where we're going. You're going to become a marathon runner in faith. Now watch this. this. I'm so excited about teaching this. Years ago, when I first got saved, uh, Anna, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, um, her husband, Brandon, before, before I ever knew Brandon, his dad was one of my heroes in the faith. He, he'd gotten saved through Andre, Andre Crouch and Andre Crouch's father and stuff, one of the great soul winners. And when I was a new convert, Larry, Larry Reed, came to the church and, and every, he was the hero. He'd gotten saved in San Quentin prison and became a great soul winner. And everybody knew him all over and a great evangelist. And I remember I'm sitting there in awe watching him. And after the service, I walked up to him and I said, would you pray for me? Now, this is before, before I ever knew him. And he said, what can I pray with you about? I said, I want you to pray that I would have more faith. He said, can't do it. And I said, why not? He said, because to all of us, God has given faith. You know, the scripture said to every one of us, we have a measure of faith. Now, that doesn't mean to him he's given this much faith, to him or her a little bit more faith, to them a little bit more, a little less. No, we've all, God is no respecter of persons. Every one of us 
has faith. When you get on an airplane, you got to have faith. There's nothing moving. It's all a bunch of metal. And, but you have faith that that's going to go up and come back down. We all know it's going to come back down, but we have faith it's going to come down the way it's supposed to. Amen? When you go to work tomorrow, you have faith that at the end of that week, they're going to pay you for that. That's why the Bible says we need to have childlike faith. Now listen to what I'm saying. Every one of you needs to become a child. Quit trying to figure out how it's going to happen. When you put, you know, we've got these twin grandbabies, and, uh, and, uh, and we, go in, we go over to get them or something, and we say, you want to go for a ride with Nana and Saba? And, and they go like this. They don't, we put them in their seats. We're gonna, let's go get some ice cream or something. They don't get in the car and go, now, uh, Grandfather? I hear a knock in that engine. I feel like the tires aren't fully inflated. No, they just get in. If, if Grandpa, if Saba said we're going to get ice cream, we're going to get ice cream. If, if your father said you're going to prosper, you're going to prosper. If your father said by his stripes you're already healed, you're already healed. If your father said, I'm going to give it to you, good measure, present, don't go and say, well, you, you know what I think. We need to quit worrying about what we think and start believing because we have that faith. Every one of us has faith. The difference is, is that how, like I said to Larry, I said, would you pray they have more faith? He said, you already got enough faith. You just got to learn to use it. This is why the Lord teaches us in Jude. Now listen to the, in Jude. He says, build yourself up in the most holy faith. Now listen to what I'm saying. Three things right here. Number one, you already got faith, but you need to have, let me go backwards, you need to have holy faith. A lot of people have faith, but you got negative faith. Say this right now. I break every curse off of me and my family of negative faith okay then it says most holy you we we all got faith well i'm gonna lose my job that's faith well i don't think we're gonna pay the bills that's faith and what god say according to your faith be it unto you then the bible says build in other words you got a measure you've got faith You had faith that when you came here, there would be a seat for you. I have faith someday there will be no more seats left. And then we'll buy more seats. But it says build yourself. you got to build yourself up. You know, all the men can understand this. They look at at Arnold Schwarzenegger on, you know, the old Arnold Schwarzenegger on TV. Then they get ready for the shower and they look at it. And you think, man, my chest is as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger. It just sunk. (laughs) Every man would like to be built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you can't just want it. you got to build it. And then what Larry told me is build yourself. Who's going to build your faith for you? You are. Now listen to me. God's not going to give you more faith. He already gave you faith. Now it's up to you to exercise that faith, not in the negative, but in the positive. And so what we're going to do is we're going to build ourselves. I'm going to tell you, this works. 
We're going to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. How many are ready for me to be your personal trainer? You know, somebody said to me, somebody said to me the other day, Pastor, we ought to get you and Tiz a personal trainer. And I said, what do they do? Well, the first thing they do is they go into your cupboards. And what are they going to get rid of? All the junk. I said, you know what? I'll just take care of it myself. The first thing we're going to do is get rid of all the junk. Okay? Number one, without a doubt, your father wants you blessed. Say this. Without a doubt, my heavenly father, above all things, wants me blessed. Now, I want you to seal that with praise right now. I want you to seal that with praise. No double-mindedness. No double-mindedness. Number one, you got to stop being with negative people and start being with positive people. You can't be letting negative people talk to you. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get there. Now, I'm going to show you in the Bible how powerful that this is. Negative people can steal your blessing. Amen. Number two, you got to stop doing negative things and start doing positive things. Got to bless everything you put your hands to it. Number, number three is you got to stop thinking negative thoughts and start thinking positive thoughts. I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'm going to teach you how to exercise. But the first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about positive people, positive actions, positive thoughts, but today we're going to talk about the power of positive words, and it's going to blow your mind. Watch this. How many are ready, to, how many are ready for me to be your personal trainer? How many are ready to start winning? Look with Numbers chapter 14, and I want to read to you verse 21. Now, now listen to what I'm about to tell you. Is God a liar? How many have ever seen that bumper sticker that says, God said it? I believe it, and that settles it. Amen? The the difference is God said it, and that settles it whether we believe it or not. But it, 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 it doesn't settle it unless you and I believe it for ourselves. See, God, I love to teach this. Listen to me. God is no respecter of persons. God's not on a budget. Are you okay? God's not limited. God doesn't say, well, I'll bless him, I'll bless her, I won't bless him because I don't have enough. No, he, he's no respecter of persons. And I don't know if you saw me teaching on Paula White's, but in Judaism, as a matter of fact, if you, if you see the blessing in someone else, if you hear of the blessing in someone else, in Judaism, that means you're next in line. What God did for one, he'll do for somebody. Somebody say amen. You must understand, in Judaism... If you hear or see a blessing on someone, that's to stir you. To say, man, if God can do that, what's he going to do for me? God is never, say never. never. God is never a respecter of persons. So when God gives his word, it is a promise, but you and I can cancel it. And what we're going to do is we're going to break the negative and release the positive. So here Israel, they come out of Egypt. God tells them, I'm going to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey. Now listen to me. Watch this. A lot of people think that faith means there's no problems. That's not what faith is. The Bible says the rain will fall on the just and the unjust. 
Amen? If you have faith, everybody say if. If you have faith, that rain will water God's blessing. If you have negative faith, that rain will wash God's blessing away. The rain will fall on the just and the unjust. Our faith, faith doesn't mean there are no giants. Faith means when you throw the rock, the word of God, that giant's coming down. Faith doesn't mean there's no desert. But faith means when you're in the desert, he'll bring water out of a rock. Faith doesn't mean there's no valley. But faith means, yea, though I walk. Say it again. Why are you going? Why are you going down into a valley? You're going down into a valley. Not because God wants you to buy land down there, because He's taking you to a better mountaintop. A lot of people think, well, I'm going through this, I must not have faith. Faith is not that there's a giant. Faith is that that giant, when David slew the giant, how many stones did he grab? Five. Five. Why? Because he thought he'd miss four times? No, because he knew Goliath was going down with one stone, but Goliath had four brothers. So God's not only taking your giant down, he's taking all your giant's relatives down. So God gives them a promise. God gives us the promise of healing. God gives us the promise of doing Every place Jesus, how many places Jesus shed his blood? Seven places. Why? Because we're redeemed. We're reconnected to the promises of God in all seven places. Doesn't mean there's a bat, not a battle. It just means when you've done all the stands, stand because you're going through the valley. You're getting to the other mountaintop. There's water coming out of a rock. There's food falling from heaven. There's 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 a, 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 a an ocean that's 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 blocking you. Going to part. It's going to swallow up your enemy. Faith is when you're going through something, you're not staying in it, but you're going through it, and that thing's coming down. Somebody say amen. amen. Now watch this. So God gives them, God gives them a promise. They come out of Israel, they're, I mean out of Egypt, God, after 400 years of slavery, after 400 years of leeks and garlic and onions and bricks, God comes and makes Pharaoh let them go. As they're going, the people come and give them all the gold and all the silver. Gives them 400 years back pay. 400 years back pay. God said, I'm going to take, but that's not enough. I'm going to take you to a promised land that flows with milk and honey. Are you with me? But on the way, they face the the sea. They look at the problem instead of the promise. They look at the enemy that's trying to catch up to them. The past is trying to catch up to them. And they say, we're going to die. We're going to die. God parts the Red Sea. Not only does God part the Red Sea and, and, and they go across on dry ground. He parts the water. Yet it's not muddy. It's dry. When they get to the other side, he's not only broke the curse, the water falls on Pharaoh's army. He's reversed the curse. Not only are they free, their enemy's gone. Are you with me? 
Then they get to the desert. We have no water. We're going to die. Now, God never said there wasn't going to be a need to part the Red Sea. God never said there, wasn't gonna, there was gonna, not going to be a desert. We're going to die. We're going to die. God brings water out of a rock. We're going to starve. God brings food from heaven. Then they finally get to the promised land, and instead of saying, you know what? We're here. Look at all God did. They sent spies out. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reconnect you with this later when I talked about who you hang out with. You got to watch who you hang out with. A lot of people love to be negative. There's a high in their being low. You just, you want to you love them, but you don't want to hang out with them. So instead of just saying, you know what, here we are, let's go. The Bible says they sent spies out to see if God could really do what he said he'd do. Now look at this, verse 21. They come back, and after they've gone and looked, they come back, and they said, look at me one second here, let me, let me for the sake of time. They came back, there's the promised land. There's the promise in the word of God. There it is. Instead of going back and remembering Pharaoh coming out of Egypt, Instead of going back and remembering the Dead Sea or the Red Sea and it parting, instead of going back and remembering the desert and the water out of a rock, instead of going back and remember manna coming from heaven, instead of remembering the positive, they focused on the negative. And they came back, saw the promised land. Do you believe the Bible? Oh, yes. But listen to this. The Bible says faith is the substance. That word substance means the ownership of things not yet seen. Amen? If, I, if, I, if I'm believing God for glasses, that's not faith. I got them in my hand. But if I don't have glasses and I'm believing God for glasses, faith is the ownership of what I don't have yet. Now watch this. Faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Now remember, you've all got faith. The problem is the world has taught us to build up negative faith. And a lot of you are real strong in negative faith. We're breaking that back. We're going into your spiritual cupboard and getting rid of the junk food. Some of you are negative by habit. The glass is always half empty. It's always, it's always what the problem is instead of what the promise is. Now, watch me. Watch me. This is not a gimmick. Faith. Everybody say Faith. Now, you can have positive faith or you can have negative faith. Faith is the ownership of things not yet seen. And faith has evidence. Faith is the substance of things. It is the evidence. The Father is sitting on the throne. Satan is accusing you day and night. Not of your salvation. If you're saved, you're saved. Jesus is intervening for you. What's he accusing you of? What's Jesus intervening for? Because the Father wants to pour out the promises that have been paid in full by the blood of his Son. But Satan is up there playing back the words we said at breakfast. He's playing back the evidence. When you go to court, they have to prove you're innocent or they have to prove you're guilty. 
And so faith is the substance of things hope for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And so this is why the Bible says that when we stand before the Lord, we will give account for the words that we have spoken. God said, I'm going to take you to a promised land. They went in and looked in the promised land. There it was. It's right there. They are, they are, they are five minutes. They are this close to the promise. 400 years they've been waiting. The water has parted. The rock has brought, quenched their thirst. The heavens have opened up and fed them. They're right there. There they are. But instead of seeing the promise, they see the giants. Instead of believing the word of God, they believe the news. Instead of believing the word of God, they believe their circumstance. Instead of speaking the word of God, they speak their situation. And they come back. Now watch this. They come back and 10 of the 12 spies said, we've seen the land. We know the Bible says, beloved, I would above all things that you prosper and be in health. We know the Bible says, by his stripes you were healed. We know the Bible says that the crown of thorns broke the curse of poverty. We know that, but instead of standing on the rock, the word of God, they come back with their own reasoning and logic, and they said, yeah, it's there, but... We saw, now watch this, now watch this. We saw the giants, now watch this, and we are grasshoppers in our own sight. They were looking at what they could do instead of what God promised to do. Look at what he says in verse 26. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation that murmurs against me? Now look at me. What what is he talking about? Does the Bible say, beloved, I would above all things that you prosper? Then quit saying, you know what? We're never going to pay our bills. We're never going to get ahead. Because when you say that, you're murmuring against the word of God. Quit saying, well, the doctor said, I love doctors. Thank God for doctors. But doctors are practicing medicine. I know one who is the great physician. Now watch this. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who murmurs against me? I have heard the murmurings, the complaining, the negative which the children of Israel have murmured against me. I'll never get ahead. I'll never get, honey, we're going to lose our house. We're never going to get our bills paid. We're never, listen, my God can still bring gold coins out of fish's mouth, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Now watch this. this is gonna, I'm going to teach you something here that's going to change your life. Look at what it says in verse 28. Say to them, who's talking here? The Father, the creator of all things, the one who gave him the promise, say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do it to you. 
Now look at me. Look at me. Look at catch this. this I'm a, we're, gonna, we're going in the cupboard and we're getting rid of all the Frito banditos and we're going to bring in some health food. We're getting rid of all the pork menudo and we're going to make beef menudo. You, you can't ask God to heal you of your throat if, you, if you're, you're still smoking spiritual cigarettes. Are, are you with me? Now, I, I, I don't mean to be cruel on this, and I'm not talking about smoking, but God will heal your throat, but it'll come back if you keep spiritually smoking. Are, are you okay, okay with me? I'm not saying you ought not smoke. You ought not smoke. It's not good for you. I'm using, a, I'm using an illustration. Okay, we, we got to do it, but it'll come back if you don't get rid of it. As truly as I live, there is not a more true statement in all the Bible than that. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. There's none before him. God said, just as true as I am, and he's the great I am. He's not the great I was. He's not the great I will be. He is the great I am. He always has been. He always will be. He always is. Can I have a loud amen? Just as that is true, that which you speak happens to you. When you say it, you have prayed it. God doesn't want to do it. They came back and said, we're going to die. When they got to the... Now, there comes a time... The Bible said God winks at our sin. God winks at our mistakes. I believe in some of your cases, God doesn't wink. There's one thing we do when we're young. There's another thing when we get old we ought not do. It's one thing that... Mom and dad change your diaper when you're one, but if you're 31, it's, it, it's getting old. Are you with me? Same thing spiritually. It's one thing when you first get saved, you've got to learn to be positive. But if you've been saved a while, it's time to become that mature person in God. What does the Bible say? The Bible says if we say we are religious... And we do not control our tongue, our religion is useless. James chapter 1. If we say, I love you, Lord, Almighty God, and then we go, I'll never get the bills paid, I'll never get that. Our religion is useless. The tongue, everybody say the tongue. tongue. What does the Bible say? You can have a a horse, thousand-pound horse. But you put a bridle, the word of God, in its mouth, and you guide it. You guide it. A ship, 100-ton ship, is guided by the tongue. This is what Paul is saying. Your life, say my life, my future, my family, my finances, it is all guided by your tongue. This is why the Bible says, you know, when we stand before God, we'll go, Lord, how come you didn't bless me? And God will go, let me play this back. I don't think we'll ever get our bills paid. There's no money coming in. I'm never going to get it. God says, according to your faith, be it unto you. As truly is God alive, as truly as God is alive, what you and I say is what we get. We are made in the image of God. Of God. Now think about that. What does that mean we're made in the image of God? 
If we're made in the image of God, which one of us looks like God? God has no, has no face. Jesus has a face. The Father is a what? Here's a spirit. If we're made in the image of God, how can God look like all of us? What does that mean? That means we're made with the same abilities as God to create. How? The Bible says, out of nothing, God spoke the worlds into existence. Everybody say the words that I say. All right, now listen to me. What does the Bible say in, what is it, in the book of Hebrews? That God reframed the words by the words he spoke. You can reframe your life, negative or positive, by the words that you speak. Ten spies came back and said, we're going to die. God said, as truly as I live. Two spies came back and said, we can take the land. God says, as truly as I live. Now, he's no respecter of persons. But they created their own destiny. Two of them came in agreement with God. They got exactly what God said. Ten of them came in agreement with their reasoning and logic. And they got exactly what they said. Say this out loud. The words that I say say will happen in my life. life. Okay, go with me. Go with me real quick. And I want to do this very quick because I want you to see it. Go with me real quick to Mark chapter 11. How many remember the, the story of the walls of Jericho? Okay. Now, you got to remember everything that we see in the New Testament is just a mirror of the Old Testament. Okay. It, when the Bible was written, there was no, when the, when the Bible was written, there was no New Testament, Old Testament. That's a church thing. It was a continuation. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the word, but I came to make it alive for you. Okay, the Bible teaches us, put a guard on your mouth. Let me say it Dallas way. Shut up. Well, I don't think I'm going to shut up. Well, you know, my, my neck, shut up. There, now watch me. There is life and there is death in your tongue. There is life to your finances, and there's death to your finances. Now, God never said there was no desert. God never said there was no giant. It's what we say that determines what happens when we face that giant. Either that giant's going to kill you, or you're going to kill it. According to your faith and the evidence of your faith. Are you with me? Put a guard on your mouth. Put a guard there. If you want to lose weight, they say, take a, take a note and put it on the freezer. And when you go for that ice cream, put a guard on that door. Because you can pray, oh God, I bind these calories in the name of Jesus. I rebuke all the fat. But if you're eating it, it's going in. Trust me, I've tried that. Ain't working. There's God's part, but there's our part. 
As truly as I live, that which you have spoken. There is life and there is death in the power of your tongue. Have, we got, have you got Mark chapter 11? I'm trying to get this all done so we can go on the next part. Look at verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Now the real translation is that, have, the, have God-like faith. That's what the real translation is. Have God-like faith. Does God doubt anything? God's out there going, oh, I wonder what the birds are going to eat today. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if the sun's going to come up today. No, he's in control. Amen? See, that's why Job got in trouble. Anybody ever read the book of Job? That has been so wrongly taught. What did Job, why did those things happen to Job? He had faith that they would happen. The things I feared the most have come upon me. Right? Okay, have the faith of God. Now look at this. For assuredly, say this is a sure thing. Say it out loud. This is a sure thing. Now look at this. For assuredly I say to you. Now look at me. I say to you. I say to you. God says I say to you. I say to you. As surely as I say to you, whosoever says. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. There was no light. God said let there be light. There were no mountains. God said, let there be mountains. There was no fish. God said, let there be fish. Okay. But what you've got to, now look at me, look at me. What you've got to realize, and, I, and, I, and I, we need, I know I say this a lot. The word of God is a two-edged sword. The word of God will bless us or it will curse us. If you love somebody, if you forgive somebody, what does God do? forgives you if you don't forgive somebody what does god do won't forgive us still loves us but it blocks the blessing the gospel is a two-edged sword see we think oh, according to our faith uh, according to our positive faith yeah we can take the land they got the land we're gonna die they died i'm gonna i'm gonna have a financial breakthrough this year you're gonna have a financial breakthrough i'm never gonna get ahead you're never gonna get ahead as assuredly I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something here. And does not doubt in his heart. Now look at me. Out of the heart. Out of the heart. The mouth speaks. Oh, I believe God, but our words show evidence whether we really do or we really don't. Now, I'm going to show you how. Are you, can I show you how to change that? Whosoever believes that, those, it, believes that those things which he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. Now, let me show you something here. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm I'm, I'm never on my own home. I didn't mean that. Oh, yeah, you did. But let me show you how to get that out of your cupboard. Can I take one minute to show you? Watch this. The Bible says, calling those things which are not as though they... A lot of people call in problems. Here, Here comes the Holy Spirit. 
He's about to bring you a fan, financial blessing. But on his way, you're with your wa- husband or you're with your wife or you're with Brother Sounding Brass or Sister Tinkling Symbol. Here comes the blessing. But you go, you know what? I'm never going to get that job I applied for. And boom, not only did you just block that blessing, but you just called in the enemy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whosoever says this mountain. Now you can speak to the mountain and say, get out of here. Or you can speak and create the mountain. Did y'all just catch that? Here's this mountain of debt. Here's this mountain of of whatever the enemy's trying to bring against you. And the Bible says, did I tell you you're healed? Did I tell you you and your family will prosper? Speak to that mountain. Speak to it. But what a lot of people do, instead of speaking to the devil, we speak for the devil. Instead of rebuking the mountain, we build the mountain. There was no mountain. Well, I'm going to lose my job. You were never going to lose your job, but you spoke that. Well, my my family's always had cancer. You were never going to get cancer, but you spoke it. But we're taking that junk out of the cupboard right now by the blood of Jesus, and we're breaking that curse, and we're reversing that curse, and that thing is not going to be a mountain in your life anymore. Whosoever, go, that's me. Somebody's going to get rich. Do you understand why I do that? Now watch this. Number one, calling those things. Quit calling the problem. Say this right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm never going to call the problem in again. Quit talking about the giant. God didn't say there were no giants. He said, I'm going in with you, and we're going to take those giants down. As a matter of fact, it's finished. Somebody shout, it's finished. It's already done. I don't feel it. We don't go by feelings. I don't see it. We don't go by sight. We go by the promises of God. Now, remember it says, if any man does not doubt in his heart, a lot of us have not doubted will fail. Your parents told you you'd fail. Your teachers had told you you'd fail. Your, 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 your school told you you would fail. But God said you're more than a conqueror. Who are you going to believe in your heart? Are you going to believe some teacher? Are you going to believe some parent that didn't understand? Are you going to believe some court system? Are you going to believe what somebody else said? Are you going to believe the word of God where God said, I call those things which are not as though they were, and you are no longer a loser. You are more than a conqueror. Are you going to call that? Two more steps. Faith. Now remember, faith has evidence. Faith cometh. Now we've all got this much faith. We all start off with with a grain of mustard seed. But faith comes by hearing. Have you ever seen a singer when they're, they're, they're harmonizing with someone else? They put their finger in their ear. Everybody put your finger in your ear. Say glory to God. 
Say, praise the Lord. Say, somebody's going to win. Might as well be me. Now, that hearing is different than now with your finger out of ear. That's inner ear hearing. You're hearing not only those around you, but more than that, you're hearing yourself. When the Bible says faith comes, everybody say come. Faith is there. It's just waiting for you to call it in. It's waiting for you to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, I'm going to have a new house this year. Man, I'm going to have a new body this year. My marriage is going to be wonderful. You're calling those things. You are speaking life. You are creating those things which are not as though they were because you're coming in harmony with what God says about you and not what the world says about you. Did you hear what I said? I don't agree with what they say about you. I don't agree about what he says about you. I don't agree with what they say about you. I agree with what God the Father says about you. And God the Father said, Beloved, I would above all things that you prosper and be in health. I'm the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is mine and the fullness thereof. And it's my good pleasure to give it to you. You'll, you'll build up your heart and not doubt because you'll hear yourself harmonizing with what God says. You've you got to agree with somebody. I'm going to teach this on part three. If any two agree, you've got to watch out who you're agreeing with. You've got to stop agreeing with the people that says you're going to fail. You've got to qu- stop agreeing with your mind that says you're going to fail. You've got to agree with somebody, Right? You might as well come in agreement with me and God who says you're not going under, but you're going over. You're not striking out. You're hitting a grand slam. That's what the word of God says. Can I give you one more scripture? Honestly, this is my last closing. Go with me to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. See, I got to get you here to get you where we're going. I'm going to make you get up out of spiritual bed. I'm going to make you stop eating that spiritual junk food. I'm going to make you go on that spiritual long walk to get yourself in shape. Are you ready? Now watch this. All right, now look, look at me before I read this. Who creates your destiny? Let me, let me help for the because I know there's new people watching my television. When you, and, and we studied the book here through Jewish mindset. When our, our Savior, Rabbi Jesus, died on the cross, he said, it's finished. He paid the price to connect us with God through his death and resurrection. But he paid the price to connect us to the promises, the covenants of Abraham through the, how many places he shed his blood? Seven places. If you don't know, if you're watching by television and you don't know the seven places Jesus shed his blood, you got, you, you can't put the blood on that door to keep that angel from coming in until you know all seven places. But the reason why Jesus shed his blood in the garden, at the whipping post, crown of thorns, in his hands, in his feet, in his side, gates of hell, and took the keys is so that whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Who's going to bind it? Who's going to bind it? Oh, Jesus, break this poverty. It's finished. Oh, Jesus, heal my body. It's finished. Oh, Jesus, bring me prosperity. It's finished. Now when you understand it, whatever, 
Stop binding the promise that we're going to die. Stop binding the promise. You're not going to die. You're going to live. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You're not a failure. You're more than a conqueror. Come on, shout amen. But I can't read, but you got the Holy Ghost in you that knows everything. Whatsoever who? Whatsoever who? Whatsoever who says? Now watch this. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of a valley. Now now, now look at me right now. Because boy, when God showed this to me, I was praying last night. What valley are you in? Are you in a valley of sickness? Are you in a valley in your marriage? Are you in a valley in your finances? What? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. What valley? That's why I want you to take that list and write it down. This is what God's going to do for me this year. Amen? Now watch this. Watch this. This is so good. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. No life. Looked like it was dead. But remember... We recreate the worlds by the words we speak. Right? Now watch this. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many. Not just one. Not just one problem. There were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. They were dead. And he said to me, now here's the question he's saying to you right now. Son of man... Can these bones live? Now look at me. Can you, can you go from poverty into wealth? Can you go from sickness into divine health? Can you go from a, marriage into a, a bad marriage into a good marriage? Can your kids come out of drugs and begin to serve God and be leaders in the kingdom of God? Can God still open prison doors? Can, Mike, can God still open prison doors? Can God bring water out of a rock? Can God bring a gold coin out of a fish's mouth? Can God do for you what he did for her? Can God do for him what he did for her? the other guy? Can God do it for you? Is he the same yesterday, today, and forever? That's what he's asking him. What value are you in? What, what are, what's already dead? What is, what is dead in your life? Look what he said. Son of man, can these bones live? Listen to what his answer is. So I answered, oh, Lord, you know. Oh, I believe you, God. I trust you, Lord. But watch what God did. Look at this. This is so good. And it, Now, remember, there's life and death in the power of whose tongue? Say it again. There's life and death in whose tongue? Your tongue. Now, look at this. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, Lord, you know. And again, he said to me, prophesy. prophesy. Look at me. Listen, I, I hate when the word of God becomes a carnival act. Prophesy. Oh, yeah, they'll say the Lord. That's not what it is. Prophesy. No, that's turning a gimmick into a tremendous revelation. I believe in tongues and interpretation. I believe in prophecy. But every one of you has the gift to prophesy over your own life. The problem is we've been prophesying what the devil says instead of prophesying what God said. Look what he said here. He said, can your finances come alive? Can your marriage come alive? He said, well, God, you know. 
And God took it off of him and he put it back on us and he said, prophesy. Look at this, look at this. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to your finances. Prophesy to your marriage. Lay your hands on your children's pillow and prophesy over your child. When we take those prayer requests, we're not going to pray, oh, God, please do that. We are going to prophesy over those prayer requests that God already did it. Come on, somebody help me here. I'm having a breakthrough. Watch this. And, he, and again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them. Remember what he said? If any man says... See, this is not a new thing. This is the way it's been built. If, and, and say to them, O dry bones, hear. You're not making it up. Did you just hear what I said? You're not making it up. You're not just saying, well, I'm just going to profit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prosper. My debts are going to be canceled. You're not making it up. You are, you are prophesying exactly what God has already said about you, exactly what Jesus has already done for you. You're just reversing the curse and prophesying the blessing that's already yours paid in full. Now watch this. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, and then he, and then he has to tell them what to say. Amen? Because if he left it up to us, oh, bones. I know times are bad. Right? Come on, I've been in this for 30 years. I know that, the, the, that they're closing down my job. I know that pastor said I could buy my own house someday. And so I, you know, no, he said, I, I want you to prophesy, but I'm going to tell you what to say. Every debt is canceled. Every healing is taking place. It's already paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. He's resurrected. It's not going to happen. It already happened. Prophesy over you. Quit prophesying we're going to die and prophesy, give me my mountain. Okay, I am closing. He says, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Don't prophesy what the doctor says. Don't prophesy what Brother Tinkling Cymbal and Sister Sounding Brass says. Don't prophesy what you feel in your heart. Don't prophesy what's in your mind. If you don't know how to prophesy, just prophesy the word of God. I am more than a conqueror. I am not going under. I am going over. Somebody's going to prosper. It might as well be me. By his stripes, I'm already healed. Cancer, you get out of my body. Divorce, you get out of my home. Drugs, you get out of my children. And the, and the devil comes and says, who do you think you are? And you say, I am the child of God, paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Prophesy to these bones and say to them, speak to it. Remember we talked about speaking to the mountain? Yeah. Everybody say, debt, yeah. get, get out of my life. Poverty, Poverty. get out of my life. Anger, Anger. 
Get out of my life. Failure? Get out of my life. Now watch this. Watch it. It even gets better. He said, say to them, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. See, what you're doing is you're backing yourself up because the devil goes, who do you think you are? No, no, you're coming in agreement. Your, your faith cometh by hearing. Hear the word of the Lord. By his stripes I am healed. Do you, do you, I know I keep, do you understand what I'm saying? Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Prophesy. Thus says the Lord to these bones. Thus says the blood of Jesus to these bones. Thus says an empty tomb to these bones. Thus says it, it is finished to these bones. Now watch this. Thus said the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause you to breathe. This is not a dead body. This is not a sick person. These are dry bones. He's prophesying bones are going to breathe. Why? Because God said, now watch this. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Now look at verse 7. I'm going to close. So I prophesied as I was told. I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise and a sudden rattling and the bones came together bone to bone as everybody shout as as i spoke it god got behind it and made a miracle happen out of nothing he created a miracle somebody give the lord a clap off as you speak it You shall say to, stand with me all over the building, stand up. You shall say to this mountain, get out of here. Debt, get out of here. Poverty, get out of here. Sickness, get out of here. Divorce, get out of here. Anger, get out of here. Depression, get out of here. Failure, get out of here. Not able to read, get out of here. Going to jail, get out of here. Prophesy, and the bones began to rattle, and there was a mighty noise, and God is a miracle worker. Come on, somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise.